welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Welcome. My name is Jeff, and I'm a gratefully recovering sexaholic. My co-leader here is Claude, and the topic we are sharing on is cell phone sobriety. Please turn off any electronics, and please do not record any of this session. In the spirit of the fifth tradition to carry the message, this session is recorded. The recorder will not be turned off during this session. If you do not want to be recorded but need to share, we encourage you to attend another non-recorded meeting. Please do not touch the recording equipment. If you want to share, come up to the front and sit next to us to use the microphone. Please leave the microphone on the table and don't touch it because it makes noise on the recording. Thank you. Let's begin with a moment of silence for all those still suffering or unable to attend a meeting, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Thy will, not mine, be done. Again, our topic is cell phone sobriety. We will share for five or six minutes about how this topic applies in our lives. Then we will open up the meeting for all of you to share. You will have about three minutes to share before... Let's see, would someone volunteer to be our timekeeper? All right, Phil, thank you. Okay, so without further ado, Claude's going to share his experience. Well, thank you, Jeff. Uh, my name is Claude. I'm a grateful recovering sexaholic. Uh, grateful to be sober from less today. And I don't know what's going on over there. I guess I've got competition. Okay. Well, I was afraid it was something that I had done because uh, with technology, I'm not so great. So um, maybe I am the right person to talk about cell phone sobriety in any case. I uh, kind of taking the, the uh, position of uh, being cautious with the cell phone. Um, I will have a story or two at the end to tell about how the cell phone has helped uh, program partners but the, the first thing I want to say is I did not handle my cell phone sobriety correctly when I came into program in 2010, insofar as I did not eliminate all of the uh, addictive partners' phone numbers. If I, if I had done that, then I wouldn't have known that an addictive partner was calling, and I could have followed through on the idea that I had is if I don't see the caller's identification, I'm not going to answer it. In the state of my phone right now, which is, uh, well, that was eight years ago, and I had a flip phone initially, then I had a slider for a couple of years with a keyboard, and now I've had this iPhone for about a year. 
But all of those addictive relationships are gone from this phone. All of the uh, numbers that I'm prepared to answer have a recognizable ringtone. Or if they don't have the default ringtone, I know it's somebody that I have talked to in the past. The default ringtone says to me, let it go to voicemail. So that's uh, the uh, story of how I, oh, how I got the, uh, handled the directory names. Um, it did cause me some problems, my reluctance to remove those addictive relationships in 2010. I did take a couple of calls that uh, I would have been better off not taking, but one of the reasons was it's very hard for me to say to any of those persons, I do not want you to call me anymore. I did not want to let go. I know from my work on uh, step six and seven that I had difficulty being direct and honest, and I think when there's significant pain involved, that's <laughs> likely to cause me to be even more indirect and less honest, to, to take my passive-aggressive approach, which I uh, pray about in step six and seven. To I ask my higher power to... Uh, help me get over my fears of the, my need for the approval of others and my fear of the disapproval of others and help me to find my way to my own self-approval, help me to be honest and direct in all my dealings. When I got this phone, which had significant more Internet capability than the previous phones, in fact, I never even considered doing anything on the internet with the previous phones, but this was a phone that had to be locked down. That was the way I understood it. And I mentioned something about being technologically challenged. I thought if I eliminated uh, Safari, the phone was locked down. Well, it turns out not to be the case, and so I uh, took the phone into my uh, uh, therapist's uh, office on my first meeting with her after I got the phone last year and said, she asked me, is it locked down? I said, yes, I've shut out Safari. She said, let me see. No, it turns out there's a lot more to it than just locking out Safari. And I cannot, um, I don't think, list all of the things that are locked out, but the other thing in addition to Safari that's locked out for me is the App Store. I cannot load apps or unload apps without uh, having the restrictions turned off. My wife has the key to the restrictions, um, so I can't uh, turn them off. And that has uh, helped me uh, quite a lot. I feel comfortable with the phone. Um, I don't feel that it's a challenge to uh, use it. I don't feel it's a challenge to have Internet access I do use accountability software. The accountability software I use is Covenant Eyes, and I think that helps quite a lot because that's going to notify my accountability partner if I go someplace I shouldn't go. And uh, that has worked out well. I've had an accountability partner for a couple of years. Uh, started out uh, covering me on my use of my PC, and now it covers me on the use of my uh, phone. It was kind of a uh, a third-step thing in my mind. 
I let my therapist decide what the restrictions were going to apply to. And as I said, there are many. Um, I cannot see what the restrictions are unless the restrictions are unlocked. So I can't show you what's restricted on my phone other than I can recall. Safari, I cannot access, and I cannot access the App Store. Um, are you signaling me for time? No, I'm sorry, I wasn't. Is it five minutes? Or? Yeah, it's been oh, well, thank you very much for listening. I will turn it over to Jeff. Thank you. All right, thanks for sharing, Claude. So um, as much as I like attention, I'm actually rather nervous now that you all are paying attention to me, so bear with me here. Um, so I guess briefly I'll just qualify in. Uh, my name is Jeff, and I'm a sexaholic. Um, by the grace of God, I've been sober since October 24th, 2015, and you know I have a sponsor, and I've worked through all 12 steps. And um, you know, the cell phone is one of the biggest tools I use for my recovery. So, you know, Claude talked a little bit about how cell phone can get us into trouble, and I think that uh, you know I definitely have gotten into a lot of trouble on my cell phone. You know, before I was arrested for indecent exposure in 2015, I used my cell phone for things like. Exchanging inappropriate pictures, harassing women incessantly, um, you know, looking at pornography and other websites to, you know, facilitate sexual acting out. So, um, you know, by the grace of God, I haven't had to do that for the last two and a half years. And, um, you know, <clears throat> when I got fired from my job after getting arrested, I got a new job working as a personal trainer. One of my clients, his name was Kevin. He, um, you know, my boss told me the guy's an alcoholic, so that wasn't much of a secret. But when we were working out together, he had a uh, one-month chip fall out of his pocket. I thought, holy smokes here. I'm I'm just new into SA recovery. Here's a guy who's got a month of sobriety and AA. Like, this is going to be great. So, you know, I pulled out my one-month pocket, a one-month chip out of my pocket, rather. And uh, so that was like a really nice little coincidence there. But the reason I bring that up is because Kevin, he said uh, that his sponsor asked him, Hey, Kevin. You ever hear of that restaurant, Five Guys, Burgers and Fries? And Kevin said, yeah, that stuff's delicious, man. And uh, his sponsor told him, all right, I want you to call five guys every day on the telephone. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I was new in recovery, and I said, that sounds like a great suggestion. I'm going to go ahead and give that a try. So, uh, you know, of course, I talked to my sponsor about it. He said, go for it, man. That sounds great. And um, so people in my local fellowship in Baltimore, um, they know if you give me your phone number, I can call you. Um you know, in 2015, after I first got arrested, I was so desperate and, um, you know, nearly suicidal that um, I would just be calling people and heckling them, you know, call. Oh, I didn't get I didn't they didn't pick up. Well, that's OK. I'm leaving you a voicemail. Call it my voicemail therapy. And um, so I, I'm just grateful that, um, you know, we have this wonderful tool to stay in touch with people because we only have about 26 meetings a week in Baltimore. And uh, that's that's a blessing. That's a lot of meetings. But I acted out. Um, for more than an hour a day, most days when I was in active addiction. So just getting to one meeting for an hour is not enough for a person like me. Um, so, you know, when I get up, I'm calling the same guy on my way to work every day. And, um, his name's Chris D shout out to Chris D. Uh, I've been talking to him since, well, I guess since I got sober in October of 2015, it's not every day on the telephone, but just about every day. Um, about the same time we talk on the phone, do our 10th step inventory, um, basically share uninterrupted for quite a while and um, 
it's very therapeutic for me. I get to tell them about what's going on in my recovery, and that way I'm connected rather than disconnected. Uh, somebody once told me that addiction, that the opposite addiction isn't sobriety, it's, you know, connection. So uh, that's what I use my cell phone for. Also around October 2015 when I got sober, this guy Frank G., um, local fellowship fellow in Baltimore, he um, he started sending out group text messages. And uh, he would just, you know, get some people who seemed like they were working a good program, and he'd just fire out one of these text messages to them. And, um, you know, lo and behold, this group just coalesced. And uh, there's 10 people on this text thread now, and we've been going strong for two and a half years. And so it's just been a blessing to see the continuity in these people's recovery over two and a half years. And, um, you know, five out of the 10 of us on the thread have been sober since that time, which, you know, batting 50% in SA, I think is pretty good. Um, so that's been a big part of my cell phone sobriety is just, um, you know, I text frequently on the thread. We're sharing pictures of stuff, you know, appropriate pictures of stuff. Um, you know, just sharing life together. That way I know that I'm heard. You know, I got people that are rooting for me. We pray for each other. And, uh, you know, part of the 12-step message is not just keeping all that joy and recovery to myself. So, um, you know, in about maybe six months ago, we started a couple new text threads. We recreated that phenomenon with uh, other groups of people. So there's like actually three text threads that are going around in the Baltimore area. Um, and that's something I've been trying to share with other people because it's been a great tool uh, for me and my recovery. Um, and there's a WhatsApp group that a lot of the guys who use the um, you know, phone meetings they're on apparently, and that's probably a great tool also. But um, this is nice because I, you know, I see all my friends in recovery at the meetings throughout the week, but then I know what's going on with them otherwise on the cell phone. Um, you know, I could go on and on about what a great tool the cell phone is for recovery. Um, you know, there's all these great apps on there. Thanks, Bill. Um, great apps on there, but from AA, like I get my daily slogan on there. Um, I also have the blessing of participating in a faith tradition, so I get to read my Bible on my phone. And, um, you know, it's just crazy how I think that the phone is really, for me, an avenue that I can allow the grace of God to enter my life. Um, it's a way that I can admit that I'm powerless over lust and my, lust and my life is unmanageable uh, at any time that I need to. You know, I got this friend named Rob on this text thread, and he sent something before. He said, well, uh, with respect to cell phone sobriety, uh, when I call God, it never goes to voicemail. And, um, yeah, that's what I said. So, um Anyway, you know, what I told him in response, of course, was that, oh, thanks, Rob. I'm going to go in there and tell these nice folks that the phone is a way that I can, you know, allow the grace of God to enter my life. Uh, when I'm too sick to communicate with God directly, I get to communicate with other sexaholics and they get to tell me what's what. Um, anyway, I've been rambling on for quite a while now, so I came here to learn and listen also. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Okay, you now have the opportunity to share with the group. Please focus on the topic of the meeting, which is cell phone sobriety. Like sharing in any essay meeting, please limit your sharing to the topic, avoiding explicit descriptions or distracting comments, and focusing on the solution rather than the problem. Please do not share anything that legally would have to be reported to the authorities. Please line up to our left, to your right, so we don't have to wait for each person to come up. Please speak loud enough for all to hear. You will have three minutes to share.
Hi, I'm Chris. I'm a sexaholic. Hi, Chris. Um, I know for me, when I try to have just sexual sobriety without what I kind of have come to regard media sobriety, I, it doesn't work. I relapse. I get back into the addiction, you know, no matter what my intentions are. Um, and so my... My own experience teaches me that I need to treat any media device uh, with the utmost of respect. And it, sometimes I, I even say that. I, I'm addicted to anything with a screen, um, anything that promises uh, more, different, better. Um, it got to the point where I actually did need to go completely media dry for a time. I went to inpatient treatment and that was very helpful. Um, uh, another helpful thing for me is the slogan, the internet is a tool, not a toy. You know, if I'm going to my phone to change my feelings, uh, to escape, uh, to just fill time, uh, those are dangerous behaviors for me. Uh, because I can't seem to limit them to just, you know, a uh, video game or just, uh, you know, CNN or whatever it is. It, it always expands and it always takes over. Um, so, uh, yeah, those are some of the things that I've, I've been found, finding helpful. Uh, looking forward to hearing everybody else share what, what, what you guys, uh, gals have learned. Thanks, Chris. I'm Ben. I'm a sexaholic. Hey, ben. Um, gratefully sober for about two and a half months. Um, been in the program for almost three years. Um, uh, the cell phone has been a huge source of me acting out. Um, but as uh, similar to the co previous comments, it's been a great uh, benefit and in helping me reach out to uh, my fellows in the in the in the groups. Um, one thing that helped me a lot, uh, you know, uh, when I was in active addiction, it didn't even matter if I had a flip phone. I, I figured out a way to, um, you know, access images and, uh, you know, make inappropriate phone calls, et cetera. Um, and then I was still in active addiction when I, uh, thought it'd be a good idea to get a smartphone and, um, that just it opened up a whole world of, of, of terrible things, <laughs> just a, a progression of my addiction. Um, what really helped, though, um, was, uh, you know, 100% honesty with my wife um, and with the group and getting a sponsor um, because I, you know, I used my phone and I, you know, lied about my phone, you know, um, I had the parental controls all locked down on my iPhone. Um, but, you know, I, I lied and convinced my wife to put on certain apps that I said would be helpful. Um, found ways to access the internet through those, even though they were, you know, not uh, designed for that. So, so I am one that's tech savvy and I know how to get around stuff. And so, um, I, I was 100% honest with my wife and, uh, had her go through my phone because I acknowledged that I'm powerless over this stupid phone and, um, and, 
you know, she removed, uh, she was kind enough, you know, uh, to remove all the apps that, uh, were even questionable. And, you know, for me, it was, um, part of me was like, I, I've already tried. I can't access the internet on that app. Um, so why are you taking that off? But then I had to stop myself and, and acknowledge that, you know what? it's fine. I can live without that app, you know? Um, so, uh, and that's been great. And I haven't, um, um, acted out on my phone in, in quite a while. Um, you know, there's always other, other avenues and uh, to act out, you know, <laughs> in your head, you know, whatever. Um, but that's, uh, been a helpful, um, helpful way. Um, and then of course using it uh, for good, you know, texting, uh, guys in the group, making the phone calls, um, you know, all the things that have been previously mentioned have been really helpful to, to work the program. So, uh, thanks. I'll pass. Thanks, man. Hey everybody. I'm Jason. I'm sexolic. I forgot. I wasn't supposed to touch that. Apologize. And thanks for, thanks for your lead. Um, this just brought up, uh, a story recently. So I started doing a morning DSR, I'm calling and checking in with another program member. Um, and one of the things that I've struggled with, with, uh, phones is like adding and then deleting social media apps. Like there's just this reoccurring thought that it'll be different this time that I'm going to use it for business that I'm going to, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, but it was interesting because I, I found myself in one of those moments where I had a feeling that, oh, this is okay. So I re-added it. And by doing a DSR, I've stopped that cycle, right? Cause I thought back and I'm like, what has really changed since the last time I deleted this thing? Oh, nothing. So why is it back on my phone? Um, and it, it was really kind of one of those aha moments where I'm like, this is the great delusion that like something has somehow changed that I'm going to be different and it. And it goes back to like feelings that I feel and, and things like that, that are not tied to reality. Um, so I don't know. That was just something I wanted to share because I thought it was a really cool insight, but I was able to do it because I'm accountable with somebody because I'm in the program, because I'm starting to think clearly because I'm sober. I mean, all those things were a part of that. So the program works. Um, yeah. And I actually, uh, this is probably not the experience of most people. Um, but I used to, I had filters, I had all those things. Uh, now I'm able to use devices without that. But again, it's because of the program. Um, and it's certainly not something I would recommend to everyone because that's not a good fit for everyone. Um, but it does give me hope that somehow this program works enough where I can have unfettered access in some instances and not go straight to looking at porn. Um, and so that's pretty cool too, but mostly it's because of accountability, working the steps, yada, yada, et cetera. Thanks. Thank you. Um, hi, I'm Emily. I'm a sexolic. Um, so I've been in the program about a year and a half and I've had a couple longer stretches of sobriety of like three months and five months. And both times my sobriety ended, um, when I got restrictions off my phone. Um, so I know that it's very important to, um, have humility around that. Um, yeah. And in the, in all honesty right now, I don't have restrictions on my phone. I've been sober a week. 
Um, there's like this, there's like this pool in me, and I appreciate the previous years about like thinking um, I can be different or like somehow I'm, yeah, somehow I'm not going to be an addict, and somehow I will have the strength to not go places on the internet that I've gone to before, um, and that speaking to people I don't know is somehow going to be more helpful than um, speaking to people in the program or speaking to my friends. Um, and so I have to continue to not rely on my addict brain, um, but rely on the, the wisdom of others. And so thanks. Thanks, thanks Emily. Good afternoon. My name is Yoni. I'm a recovering sexaholic. Uh, thank you for uh, sharing your experiences. Uh, my experience with a cell phone is um, it was just a way of carrying around a mobile pornography store in my pocket. Um, and for me, like, there is, you know, I have to be honest with myself that um, if there's no legitimate reason for me, then I know what the real reason is, the agenda. Um my MO is uh, sex with self, you know, looking at, at pornographic images and videos. Uh, so for me, as I said, like, that's that's what the phone is to me. Like, I pick it up, I'm getting that needle ready to inject. That's that's what I'm doing. It's uh, just for me. Uh, I'm glad to hear there's people who use the phone, use the cell phone for recovery. Um, so I work in a school, and, and I was using my phone, and the kid says, why don't you get a cell phone, a smartphone? And uh, I had a smartphone for 10 years in my last job. Uh, working on a college campus, I had to have all the social media apps. And uh, I, had, I needed it for work. So I had a legitimate reason, and I still acted out. And now uh, my sponsor said, you need to lose the phone. And I lost the phone. Um, but I didn't have addictive relationships on the phone. I had an addictive relationship with my phone. I had a relationship with my phone. You know, lose the phone number, get it back, lose it. I'd like lose the phone, take it back, lose the phone, take it back. Um, and like breaking through all the all the restrictions. You know, if there's a will, there's a way. If there's an addict, there's a way. I found that way every time. Uh, if I fight lust, I will lose every time. And, um, and I used to think I was multitasking, but I wasn't doing a lot. Now I have this dumb phone, which to me is a smarter phone. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually doing a lot. I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm servicing my temple, vice president. Um, you know, have the key to some meetings, and like, I'm actually doing a lot, as opposed to like thinking I'm doing a lot. Um, you know, will there be a time that I'll be able to have a, a smartphone? I don't know. Um, I, I gave up thinking about it because uh, I, I have, you know. A phone or my life. <laughs> I'll take I'll take life every day. Um, to be fair, I am married, and my wife has a, uh, a smartphone. So it's supposed, to, you know, my way of like staying connected. I'll be, you know, to be fair, I'm, I'm not like living with my head in the dirt. <laughs> we are connected to what's going on in the world, but um, and I'm amazed because my wife could like look at the phone and just and just look at one or two things that are um, kosher. And uh, and and I'm looking at I'm looking at her. I'm like, well, when are you going to get to the good stuff? And she doesn't because she's not an addict, you know. But for me, 
Because like looking at someone on the phone is triggering for me. Because like, well, what, what are you looking at there? <laughs> you know. Um, thank God I don't remember. Uh, just to qualify quickly, I'm was sober a year and a half, relapsed a year and a half. Thank God now I've turned the corner sober. Sobriety day is May twentieth. Um, I don't remember the last time I looked at, at pornography, and it's uh, you know I got my life back, so I'm going to keep coming back. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Hi, I'm Jim with SA. Hi, Jim. And uh, this very important uh, tool for me uh, has been uh, also a demon because of pornography. But um, I have it uh, now where I have an accountability, where I can't go anyplace without somebody knowing, and I can't go places I shouldn't go anyway. And uh, what it's done is it becomes a tool. It really is, I feel safe. I feel like I can use this. For what I need, sometimes it's frustrating because even um, there's places I want to go that it makes sense to go, but they still are on that list that I don't know who puts that list together. But anyway, I fear, oh, well, that's okay. I can get around. I can ask somebody else to look it up for me. And I, and I do that. I like, okay, can you look that up for me because I can't get it? Uh, but it really, to feel safe with uh, my tablet and my phone, and since it's such an important tool, um, you know, here we, we're constantly communicating back and forth in terms of setup of rooms and, and all the little things going on behind the scenes. And I, I don't see how we could do without something like this tool. Um, but it is, if it's not for me, if it's not, um, I don't have somebody accountable at the other end, then it becomes a huge pornography tool. And, and that's what I don't want. So I, to me, it's what a, um, a relief for me to have something that is this powerful, yet I'm powerless against it, have a way to be able to use it in a way that, that makes sense. Um, and it takes away some of the magic. I mean, when you're in the addiction, the magic is takes you all sorts of places that you shouldn't be going. But it is by being ordinary, it really helps me connect in, in real positive ways. So I'm, I'm very thankful for whoever figures out how to do these technologies to make it so it's safe for us to use. Thanks. Thank you, Jim. Hi, I'm Kent, a grateful recovered sexaholic from from Portland, Oregon, sobriety date of October 10, 2011. Um, <clears throat> I'm old enough that this kind of technology is always a marvel to me. I'm holding in my hand something far more powerful than some of the first computers I played with. I mean, unimaginably more powerful, more powerful than some of the stuff that went to the moon. But um, the power here is is the power that I sought. And it wasn't really the phone. This screen is too small for me when it comes to pornography. You know, I, I want... <laughs> I want it big. I want it on the computer. I don't want... Ah, what's that? No, that was just too much. But I did use it for my many, many email accounts, all those anonymous email accounts that I used to hook up with people, right? So I used it to access people. I used it in my hunting. And then, uh, you know, I would go, use my computer... But when I was at dinner, I'd be, you know, hunting. Okay, who's, who's responded? Who hasn't responded? Am I going to have a date tonight? Uh, you know, or whatever. That's how I used it. And it was always locked. It was always locked. My wife did not have the password to the phone. But I'd hear the ding when the text messages come in, right? And she'd hear the dings too. So 
Today, the phone is completely unlocked. I mean, she knows the, the code to get into the phone. I don't have those email accounts anymore. I dumped those email accounts as soon as I got into recovery. I just shut them down, and I never went back. I never looked back. Um, and my phone and my computer have never been locked. I mean, technology, I, it wouldn't matter. We did a lot of that pre, pre, uh, recovery days anyway. And I always got around it. So if I want to use this for acting out, easy. So what's the trick? It's not the phone. The phone is not the drug. The drug is here. So if I let go, if I'm willing to be, to let go of this, if I'm willing to say, okay, I'm powerless over it, and, uh, you know, I can leave it right there. Sorry about the recording. Uh, if I just leave it right there and walk away, I don't care who looks at it. There's nothing on it that I would be embarrassed for anybody to see. And that is an empowering thing that uh, is a gift from God to me. Thanks. Thank you. I'm Tim Grayfuller, recovering sexaholic. Hi, Tim. I love the topic of cell phone sobriety. Actually, interestingly enough, I feel like I'm more addicted to my phone now than I was before. But it's recovery related, and so it's just it's it's actually become a wonderful blessing in my recovery, and that's that's a miracle really to me. The uh, where I can turn something that was an absolute disaster wreck to something of usefulness. God does that. I don't do it. And, and I'm really grateful for that. I'm grateful there's a higher power that can actually help me to make sense and use things that are useful uh, in the way that they're intended to be useful and also find ways to, to be of service. Um, I'm grateful for uh, people being willing to actually show me things. Uh, I, I would actually, uh, for many years, I lived in fear. Uh, when I, uh, I needed a phone for my work, I was a, I, and I, I, I literally had to take it to my sponsor, my group, and everybody in order to even have access to a computer and things like that. I, I went for a year and a half without, without computer access, any, any, uh, smartphone access, anything. I was in jail. I was incarcerated for a year and a half. That kind of helped a little bit. Uh, the, uh, but the reality was, is I was able to actually, uh, stay sober long enough to actually be able to make a conscious decision associated with the use of electronics, which was an amazing thing because I started, my addiction and computers started at the same time. Almost, I mean, my sexually acting out, masturbation and computers all pretty much started at exactly the same time. And so to me, it's a miracle. I can use a computer uh, without any restriction. I can't actually have any restriction on it because of the nature of the way I do VPN stuff and things like that. If I have any restrictions, I can't actually do my job. And I was actually uh, in charge of networks and different things like that. I have literally access to millions, millions of computers, uh, different databases and things like that, na- nature of what I do. And I, I've given I've given access to things uh and I'm just grateful for the miracle that I can actually do that with God's help. I can literally look at a computer and I surrender it. I was like, God, I'm powerless over this. Help me today. Just help me today. And God, I'm not powerless over this phone. Just help me today. Uh, just help me for the next five minutes. Just uh, and uh, and the miracle happens. It really happens. And so I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I can that I can live sober, happy, joyous, and free even from my phone, and uh, and I'm grateful that if I wake up in the middle of the night and I pray 
which is the first thing I do the second I wake up. Second I wake up, I can, if I'm, if I'm disturbed or I'm having a challenge, I ask God, what's the next right thing? Many times it's just reach out, text another brother in the, in recovery and I'll text him any night, send out a little text or like WhatsApp and things like that. I'm still alive. I'm still sober. Grateful to God. Amen. Go to sleep. And I'm Tim, grateful for recovering sex a lot. Thank you, Tim. Would anyone else like to share? I'm Claude. I'm a sexaholic. I wanted to uh, double dip, if you don't mind. Uh, I do have a program partner who does not use uh, accountability software on his phone. He kind of does it the old-fashioned way. He bookends with me when he's going to do something with his phone, which involves turning on the data, which he has to do for business reasons. He will text me, and I will respond uh, with a text back, just, okay, I know you're on, and he'll let me know when he's off, and I'll say, glad you're off, glad to hear that you're sober. And it's been actually a way for me to become uh, uh, better acquainted and uh, to develop a better uh, relationship with this person. So I am uh, grateful for that. Thank you. Very good. Plenty of time. Uh, hello, my name is Ryan. I'm a sexaholic. Hey, Ryan. Uh, I've been, I'm new to the program. I've been in the program for about three months. I've been sober, uh, two months. I've been sober for one month. Um, the phone has been a major, major trigger. Um, porn, porn at a young age. I'm also very active on social media for my business. I have a whole entire business based on it. So it's hard for me to give it up. And as I was sitting here, coincidentally, um, I got a text from a old relationship, which I thought I deleted or blocked numbers. Uh, so I'm asking for you guys to pray for me during this time. Um, I've used blocks. I'm currently using a block. I had no idea that even existed until recently. That's been a big help for me. Um, yeah, it's difficult because we live in a society where we're based on technology. Um, it's everywhere. It's how we communicate. And uh, it's interesting because a part of me is grateful for the, the program, but also it's it's difficult because I have like this, even when I'm sitting there, it's so ironic. I thought I deleted and blocked all the past old bottles that they talk about. Um, and I felt like this, this wave of like rush, like, Oh, who's that? And I, I recognize the number and, um, yeah, it's, it's scary at the same time. So appreciate you guys' fellowship and the, the late share. So thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Would anyone else like to share about their experiences with uh, cell phone sobriety? Very good. Uh, I grew up, uh, Phil, great for recovering sexaholic. You know, my my experience with uh, cell phone sobriety has been a a bit of a mixed bag. You know, growing up in this technological age, you know, um, I've had filters put on uh, when I was younger uh, from my parents um, and uh, they didn't always work not because there was a problem with the filters but just because I was too smart and figured out how to get around them um, 
so you know, I like what a previous share talked about that the phone is not the problem. It's 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 me. It's my own head. You know, because um, you know, in addition to being a trigger, being a tool f- to further my addiction. You know, like uh, our brother Jeff here talked about, it's a great tool for um, uh, for furthering my sobriety. You know, uh, I'm you know I'm I'm from Baltimore. I'm I'm on one of the text threads that that uh, Jeff talked about. And, uh, and I have that on me constantly. So I'll get texts from, from guys, you know, saying, Hey, this is where I am. This is what I, this is what's going on, you know, and then I, and then I can share and it's, and it's an incredible tool for recovery. I have dozens of numbers for, for brothers in the program that I can, that I can contact at a moment's notice. You know, um, the challenge for me has been picking up that phone, you know, um, you know, uh, despite the fact that this thing probably weighs, so oh, I don't know, six, le- less than a pound, less than two pounds, you know, um, in that one moment, it feels heavier than, you know, a jumbo jet, <laughs> you know, at, at least mentally, you know, it's just like, I can't lift it, you know, um, uh, and, and that that's my pride talking is that I, I, I don't need help. I, I, I can handle it myself. And, and, and I'm sure, you know, we've all been there and it we doesn't end well just doesn't end well so um you know even though it's it's been a mixed bag i know that moving forward um if uh i can i even though the the filters may not always work because i know how to get around them some if i focus on using it to further my sobriety and then don't put myself in situations where this becomes a trigger it becomes a problem then you know, hopefully one day I can get to that point where I don't, I don't even need to think about having filters where it's like, okay, it's like, oh, this is my tool for sobriety, not even remotely related to my tool for, uh, for acting out, you know, um, been on a bit of a roller coaster lately. And, you know, that has, has, uh, with being a roller coaster with sobriety, you know, up and down, up and down. Um, and, and a lot of that, you know, has been done on my phone um but at the same time i've been i've been able to do a lot of growing so some of these times that i've uh acted out i've been able to come out of it and learn something actually learn something like oh wait a minute there's something positive here that i can look look at and and grow from you know um so i'll wrap up you know just saying that uh you know um i'm grateful for the process is God awful painful as it is, and I'm just going to keep coming back. So thanks for letting me share. Thanks. Thanks, thanks Bill. My name's Rick. I'm a sex addict. Hi, Rick. Um, when I came to this talk, I was anticipating, you know, the the wariness of the phone. Um, but I liked the, the twist on the other side. You know, it's funny how my brain went negative immediately. <laughs> but that... Um, what are the tools? And it's, it's invaluable to me. In fact, you know, I'll work with some guys that don't have it. It's like, okay, how do I share this information with them? Right? I've got um, uh, Google Drive with a PDF of all the meetings in town. Um, uh, I've got a number of guided meditations that are up in my Google Drive or podcasts that I listen to. So it's, a, it's really essential for my 11th step. I have uh, timers for my meditation, ones that I download, um, sharing information as far as like, um, uh, you know, little readings for the day, um, gratitude lists, definitely have a couple of those that we do every day. And then even, let's say, 10th step for myself, you know, I don't know about you guys, but relationships are where my character defects love to come to the surface. 
And so, um, you know, I can talk to my wife on the phone, but it's it's much more connecting. And if we can work on that connection, I can FaceTime with her. And I travel a lot for work. So I can use it for FaceTime. And then we always overnight share, okay, what behaviors of mine today were not helpful to the relationship? And what gifts have you brought to the relationship? So I can kind of work on that intimacy, which is not a, it's probably not a go-to initiative. I'm not an expert at intimacy. We'll say that. Um, so that's very helpful. Um, we use it for the... Um, this is a simple one. The New York Times mini crossword puzzle. Um, every other day, one of us starts first, and I'm not allowed to rescue, I'm not allowed to interrupt, and I have to ask for help. And so those are some other very simple skills in a very simple environment that help that the phone allows me to do. Um, yeah, so, and reaching out to others, 12 steps. So 10, 11, 12 is big on my phone. Um, and then the other ones are all in there. I have the big book on it. I have the ability to track days and get other things. So I liked um, remembering the the positive focus. Just flip that switch over to the other side. So thank you very much. Thank you. Got time for just about another share. Let's call. Hi, Chris Sexaholic again. I just wanted to share um, a tool that I ran into a little while back and I found really helpful was uh, Daily Reprieve is a podcast. Essay speakers go right to the phone. I, I can drive and listen to essay meetings <laughs> as uh, and, and it's really been helpful for me to just kind of change that. Again, that mindset, if I'm looking for my phone to provide escape, well, this this is a way of, of connecting instead of escaping. So, thanks. Would anyone else like to? Pardon me. Would anyone else like to share about uh, cell phone sobriety? Very good. Yoni, you recovering, sir? I'm still a sexaholic. Um, so I'm really glad I came today because also uh, I thought that it would be like kind of the negative, like almost not cell phone sobriety, but cell phone acting out. And, um, you know, the couple of things I picked up from this uh, session was cell phone sanity. Um, you know, when I was in active addiction, like if I would see a couple, you know, walking by, I'm thinking like, well, did they just do it? Or are they going to, you know, and now I could look at a couple holding hands and say, oh, that's nice. There's a couple holding hands, you know, the gift of sanity. And, um, like some of the shares people mentioned earlier, uh, you know, gave me an idea that, well, I really want to control and enjoy my phone. If I can, I can't have the phone, but maybe there is, maybe I'm not, not there yet, but it's, um, you know, the cell phone sanity would be uh, a, a gift, uh, and it's a possibility. So thanks for uh, sharing uh, your experiences and opening my mind. Thank you. Thanks, Sean. I'm Ed W. from Kentucky. 
It's Friday day, January 191. And uh, I just recently uh, lost my uh, simple button phone, which was what I used as a phone. And uh, it was very much a part of my sobriety and uh, grateful for it. But I couldn't replace it. And so now I've entered the world of touch, tone, screen, and the complex phone. And, uh, and, and, and I'm choosing to, in the face of feeling frustration, to be grateful for another, uh, avenue to stimulate my spiritual growth. Because, uh, I am going through a transition and I'm in baby steps. I may not be very far out of crawling with this thing. So uh, I just wanted to share that and ask for your prayer and uh, that I have strength to not sabotage my sobriety because I now have a complex phone. Thanks, Thanks Thank you all. I will now read the uh, closing statement. Anything you have heard at this meeting is strictly the opinion of the individual participant. Let's all stand and say the submission prayer on the back of your schedule. We can make the circle. God, I give this day to you. Establish the work of my hands, the steps of my feet, the words of my mouth, direction of my gaze, the thoughts of my mind, and the attitude of my heart. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. So worth it. So worth it. There's a little bit of local variability yeah. in that. Oh, uh, God, I'm sorry about the competition. I didn't. My wife said that on Instagram. Oh, yeah. That was my grandkids. Oh, yeah, I understand. <laughs> I thought it would be quiet. Yeah. I do apologize. No problem. Very good to meet you, Jeff. Yeah, that was great. That's very nice. Yeah, you know, I didn't. I, I, I walked in and I said, "Oh, yes, the Heinz on his shirt." Hey, Bill. But no, it's much better than that. That's that's very nice. Yeah, I'm glad you chose the uh, submission. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of the Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.